Hello, 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 everybody. I hope you all are doing well. Welcome to the Rise Up with Ivy and Calla. Where spirituality meets practicality, and I'm Ivy. And I am Calla. I hope you all are doing well. Uh, can you believe this is our second week on our yes, show? Yes, I am super excited. We had such <laughs> an amazing time last week. And, you know, talking about death and rebirth and spiritual awakening. How And talking about us. Oh, yeah. And talking about <laughs> us. That's always fun, right? But, you know, I think it was really interesting. Some of the questions we were seeing come through, you know, about death and rebirth, um, learning about different things from one another. Right. Yes, you know, I, I think that is exactly what this is all about. So this week we are talking about being an empath. I never knew what an empath was until I learned about energy healing. Um, I was flat out my my Reiki master. She asked me, she says, well, are you an empath? And I says, I don't know what that is. And she says, you might want to look into that. And so that was my journey into what an empath was because I was experienced things um, that I didn't have a name for. Right. <laughs> And so, yeah, that was, it was, it's been interesting. So for me, I think that's been like my, um, complete passion, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, is to help people to understand it because I had no idea either. Right. Um, I had two traumatic events that happened within seven days of one another and Juju's back with us today. <laughs> um, but I had two traumatic events that happened in within seven days of one another. And I was feeling things that didn't make sense. And I think I talked about this last week a little bit. And I actually went to a counselor, psychiatrist, um, who was the first one to use that term for me. Mm -hmm. And that was a really big defining moment. So let me ask you a question. What is an empath? Because well, we do hear this word. It is thrown around everywhere anymore. <laughs> Everybody, it seems, is either a narcissist or an empath. And, you know, so I think the word becomes overused that we actually forget what the true. I, well, my un, unprofessional, I guess. You're professional. You're an energy healer. Don't... As one who feels things differently, um, there, you know, but there are so many different, there are so many different types of empaths. So. I can't just define it in one. I think, you know, along my journey, I found a book that we were talking about and we'll make sure you have the ability mm -hmm. to find it. Um, we'll put it up so you can, but it was called The Empath Survival Guide by Dr. Judith Orloff. Um, she is an empath. She is a psychiatrist and she's a medical doctor. Right. So for those who need more scientific based she really brings that in. That's more you. Yeah. Me or my yeah. husband. Yeah. That's definitely science. Yeah. <laughs> I'm me. not that sciencey. <laughs> no, but to understand, but, and then there's also the spiritual side of it as well. Um, but I found her book and I'm going to tell you reading that book, the first chapter of the book, I went, holy crap, my entire life makes sense. Mm. I could have missed out on all of this money going out to counseling and, and just read this book. No, really, I think you should, you know, I think counseling and stuff is amazing, but 
it made my whole entire life make sense from the moment I was young to my current age. Um, now, for the past five years that I've known you, I have seen your gifts grow and change and morph. If you want, however way you, you want to use it, right? Um, you you are something unique. Your 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 gift your your gift is very unique. Now you are a it's a physical. Well, it's a mixture. You're a mixture. I, I'm going to tell you, I think we'll get into the types of empaths either later today or tomorrow in the show. Um, but there, I look at it as, you know, how do you define yourself only by one way? Right. I feel like you start to level up like, okay, you kind of mastered this. Let's try this. Yeah. So I want to say I started more on the physical side to begin with. Mm -hmm. Okay where I was feeling physical ailments of other people. Um, and I was going to the doctors multiple times a week, like to the point that even we were like, okay, am I a hypochondriac? What is happening right. here? I, you know, and, and then I thought maybe it was just mother's intuition because I really noticed it when my kids were sick, they would get sick and I would be sick. And I was like, oh, maybe I've got their bug. Mm -hmm. and the doctor would be like, no, you're absolutely fine. And then, oh, they've sprained their ankle. Well, I can't catch a sprained ankle. Right. Why am I feeling that sprained ankle? And then it began to morph into things. And each time is a little startling. <laughs> I can remember, do you remember a couple of years ago when we had the tropical storm that wasn't supposed to be? Is that when we all went to the ocean? No. No, okay. That was <laughs> okay. So a couple of years ago. I want to say it was in the end of May or very beginning of June. We were out on the front porch and I said to Sai, I said, oh my gosh, I feel like a tropical, or like it feels to me like we're going to get a hurricane. Like mm -hmm. the way, the energy, the air, the everything, it felt like a hurricane. He's like, well, it's only May or June. There's not going to be a hurricane yet. Three days later, all of our alarms go off because we have a tropical storm warning that popped up from nowhere. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh boy, level <laughs> up. Let's look at the geomantic empath. But ultimately an empath is what it's almost like we have um an overactive central nervous system or a nervous system it's very hypersensitive mm -hmm. um on the scientific our mirror neurons um if you ask me what mirror neurons uh, I, I don't know but i can tell you our mirror neurons are overactive and so it's almost like um we absorb those feelings those stress moments those um uh good moments right because it's, it's not necessarily bad no but we only focus on the bad think about it if I, you're coming over here and you're in a bad space and i'm feeling that then there's a problem but if you're in a great mood and i'm like woohoo i'm not complaining right right i think the hard part still to this day as many years as i've gone into being an empath and understanding it is really being able to hone sometimes whether it's mine or something else that is definitely something that I, i've seen you struggle with um and and i've seen you acknowledge you know this is not mine <laughs> right i you remember at the at the gatherings i would be like who has a right sided yeah. head oh okay you know that's not mine let right. it go for me, that is the way I have to, in order to get through it, is I have to acknowledge it. 
you know, I may sound like a crazy person and I really don't care, but you know, for example, we're going, my family's going on a cruise soon. There is the part of me that is a little <laughs> concerned. Um, a lot of people. So I'm fortunate that I will probably learn some of or utilize some of my own protection techniques, mm-hmm. which we're going to get through some of those too. And try to be invisible. Try to be invisible a little bit, you know, where I'm detached because it can be overwhelming. I even know you. I can remember one day at the shop, you were like, oh my God, my solar (laughs) plexus. I don't know what is going on. And then you had two clients that both had solar plexus issues. Right. And of course, instead of being the sensitive friend that says, hey, I'm like, ha ha. But the, you know, I have a tattoo right here. Just, I don't think you can see it. Well, no, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, but it show it says know thyself. Mm. And that to me is the key almost in everything, especially in the empath. How do you know what is yours versus what is somebody else's? You have to know yourself. Right. So for me, again, I will tell you, the last three months has been incredible. You've been able to seclude yourself and just sit with yourself. Now, on the other side of that, I also miss out on that mirror side. I truly believe that people come into our life. It's the law of attraction. You know, like attracts like, Mm -hmm. where a lot of times... um, we'll have people come into our life that is another mirror of us. So if I'm feeling something of theirs, typically there's a message in there for me as well. So, okay. Do you off the top of your head, do you know how many different types of empaths there are? I'm going to say seven or eight. We've got, we can go through what they are. So you have your physical empath. Physical is feeling physically from somebody else. Now, right. And remember, in each of these, people are going to be different. Okay. For me, you know this, I feel when they have an issue in their body. So I usually can feel it in the liver area if there's anger. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody's having a headache, I will get that. But again, just because I feel it one way doesn't mean that's the way you're going to or you're going right. to. It's a starting point. And it took me forever to try to figure it out. Um, you know, and, but it was just trial and error. Mm -hmm. So you have physical empath, emotional, anxiety, again, feeling that stuff from people. And to me, this one is the hardest one. Um, and, and something I've had to really work through and work on because, you know, physical empath, if my right knee is hurting, and I don't have any knee problems, and I did twist my knee, I can usually say, okay, this isn't mine. But when you have anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. or claustrophobic or something, and you feel that it's okay, you know, anxiety tends to come in when you're technically calm. So is it mine? Because it mimics your own anxiety. 
So I will say that is the one I think that we all have to work on the hardest, be able to really know whether it's yours or somebody else's. Well, and you use the example for me about the solar plexus. You know, solar plexus isn't normally something that I deal with. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm full of myself. I know that. And so it's just, it was out of the norm. And that's where you have to really start to pick up and hone. You know, even your body wise, know who your body, what your body feels like. Um, and I'm not talking sex wise, but did I imply that? You always imply that. <laughs> it's just you being implies that. But what I'm talking about is, you know, okay, nobody's in my house. I've saged my house. Mm. It's cleansed. How do I feel? Oh, I do have some anxiety. All right. So how does my anxiety feel? And it's interesting now, like I can tell most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the time who in my family it is. Mm. I know how Psy feels to my body, where, you know, the energetic level. Right. Um, I can tell when it's Josh's anxiety versus mine because it's different. Mm -hmm. um, I Same with Tyler, you know, in my own family, it's gotten a little bit easier with my close friends, you, Candace, the, people like that, I can sort of notice who's there are or what theirs is like. I have a, um, a newer friend I've been talking to for the last month or so, maybe two months. And the way that anxiety is, it's like it shakes for me. And so I'm like, okay, that's not how my anxiety is. Mm -hmm. My anxiety actually is in my solar plexus and my body vibrates if that makes sense, right. you know, yeah. it's really, and that's why I really encourage you to take time to get to know who you are. Don't just go take a hot bath when everybody's home, take a hot bath when you're by yourself. How does this feel compared to normal? Mm. Then you have the animal impact. And those are people who are, who sets how the animals are feeling. I'm going to tell you this, Josh, my son, Tia, 100% Tia has got that animal empath thing going. She may not want to admit to it, but we call Joshua Dr. Doolittle in our mm -hmm. house. He'll come down and be like, mom, I think the ferrets have an ear infection. Why? I don't know. Or I think the cat has a stomach ache. Did it get sick? No. Well, why would you say that? I don't know. And so, you know, it, it's just about acknowledging and, uh, you know, letting they're able to feel animals. So that that dude on the animal planet, animal kingdom dude, who is constantly who interacts with the animals and helps the owners. I would imagine he's an animal empath. Absolutely. He just doesn't have a title to it. Absolutely. <laughs> and how many people say I love my animals more than people? <laughs> a plant empath. That is not me. I am trying my hardest. That is the one I have not mastered. I've got plants all over here and they are not making it. But they're the ones that feel, you know, people who are plant. Are you a plant empath? I don't think I'm a plant empath. I don't, I, I don't think so. Now, is a plant empath, empath the same as the earth? The geomantic? Okay. They're two different. Okay. 
So I would say like we have a friend named Brandon mm -hmm. um, and he definitely, he can grow plants like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> he talks to them. He can tell when they're sad. They can tell when they're happy. The only time I know when mine are sad is when they haven't had enough water. <laughs> they've been overwatered and they're on their way to die. <laughs> but those people feel that they just have that acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. And since we talked about geomantic, that goes back to what we were talking about with the being able to feel vibrations of the earth. Have you ever driven by or had anyone in your family when you guys are riding by and you see um, a forest area that has it's been died? cleared? Yeah. How does it make you feel? It makes them feel sad. Welcome to be a geomantic empath. It, it makes them feel sad. Um, yeah. It, it's sad to see. Yeah, and, and you're feeling that it's almost like painful, mm -hmm. you know. So, it, again, we go back to all of this is to energy. It goes back to what we talked about last week, the law of physics. You can't create energy or destroy it. You're, you can just transfer it. You're feeling the energy of what once was, right. and it's not there. And that leaves that piece there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it continues and there's so many different types and there's different ways to ground. Um, but the one thing that makes me sad about empaths and why I really think that this is a great week to do this is how many people do you see, whether it be on social media or come in when we'd have the shop come in, they're like, I'm an empath and this sucks. Mm. No, being an empath is beautiful. Do you ever just know when you go somewhere that mm, this might not be a good yeah. place? I remember when Josh, and I bring Josh in because he's definitely like our empath child. We knew at six he was. And I was getting ready to go. Um, it was during one of the moon times. And um, I was getting ready to go uh, to the lake. And I said, do you want to go with me? He said, yeah. So we went. And as we drove down the road, we had driven down a million and one times before. He said, Mom, I have a bad feeling. And I turned around and I left. He said, but what if I was wrong? Mm -hmm. He said, but what if you were right? There's something. And here's the problem. I think what happens is, you know, empaths were labeled as overreactive, oversensitive, need for attention. And we're labeled as young at age. Absolutely. It's not as an adult. No, but we're, we take that on right, as an adult. Right. And so we're labeled that young at age. And luckily, Josh has a mom like you that listen to him and acknowledge the fact that, okay, we need to turn around instead of knocking him down. Right. But on the other side of it, Tyler, who I was not in this path with, mm -hmm. I thought he had lost his flipping mind. Right. So it, it goes back to the way we're raised mm -hmm. and what happens for Josh. It was really fortunate that I went through what right. I did at the time. So he could understand it. Um, and as he's a teenager right now, like I know he knows it, but he doesn't sometimes want to acknowledge it. I, I have one of those. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I have the entire gamut. She knows the word empath. She knows the definition. She knows her abilities, but it's just that's that's just not for me right now. 
Okay. But <laughs> I, I think all of us, this goes back to what we were saying is, you know, we hear, oh, flip, I'm an empath. I don't want to be an empath. This sucks. No, it's beautiful. Guess what? You read people, you feel that energy, whether they're lying, whether they're not, whether that's a good place to go, whether it isn't. Mm -hmm. If someone is sick, sometimes you can feel that. Right. You know, to me, I, you know, one of the coolest things that ever happened, well, there's a lot of cool things, but we'll talk on the animal side of it. Um, when we were in our, uh, at the hammock shops, we had a lady that owned one of the stores and her dog had just had surgery for something. And she was like, can you come do Reiki? Cause mm -hmm. I did animal Reiki and the dog had had surgery, like on its leg or something. So I'm working through and I was like, what's wrong with behind its eye? It's like nothing. I'm like, I'm telling you there's something. And I couldn't see out of my one eye for a few minutes. Like it was very blurry that day or the next day they took their dog to the vet and said, can you check its eye? And it had a tumor that had to be removed. Mm. Had it had grown, wouldn't have had an eye right. or it could have taken over the body. So really it's a matter of learning how to embrace being an empath. What do we need to do? How do we protect ourselves? How do we cleanse ourselves following? Because the people I truly believe, okay, again, my perspective, anyone who says you should be able to hone this all the time and not feel things if you have protection <laughs> around you, I'm going to say, no, that's not hogwash true. because quite honestly, if you're meant to connect with somebody, you're going to. Right. And the flip side of that, you're not always going to connect with somebody. No. It's not, you're not always, and that's just like when I do energy work, I'm going to feel what I'm meant to feel. Absolutely. You're going to feel what you're meant to feel. And it's not going to be what that, what that person wants maybe at that time. What I'm finding out though, the longer we're on this journey is that typically if we're feeling somebody it's almost like they're opening to understanding. Mm -hmm. Have you really had a conversation ever with somebody that was like, you're absolutely crazy. Leave me alone. <laughs> anyone I've ever approached, and I don't like to just approach people, um, but anyone I have ever approached, I found was already open to it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, again, divine putting it. But, you know, the rest of this week, we're going to get into the types of empaths, how to protect yourself. Um, how to cleanse yourself after, because here's the thing. You can't be a hermit completely, right? You can't be a recluse. Um, I have my moments. Like you even said, we got to get you out of your house. There are sometimes I like to just kind of hide here, but I can't miss the beauty of the world. Mm. So how do we survive in a world that has so much feeling people going through so many emotions? How do we survive? And what we talk about, what we suggest, the ideas that we put in your head, it might not work for every person. Um, you're going to have to go down the list and see what works for you. Absolutely. And I will tell you one of my big things is everybody says you have to imagine a white, every reading I've ever done, like imagine this white, beautiful light surrounding. I don't have a white light, but if you see me doing this, I'm rolling up my first car window. 
Like I had a 79 Mercury Cougar and I remember the way it felt. So I imagine rolling up that window. Does it make it shut off completely? No, but it's almost like it's a aha moment. Um, or, you know, I just talked with friends recently. Put your sunglasses on. You know, so we're going to go through some really cool tips. And again, they're starting points for you to come up with your own way. Right. Um, again, Dr. Judith Orloff's book is a great resource. I have had that book for at least 13 years now. You know, as well as I do, I go through that at least three, four times a year. Yeah. And I don't read it front to back. I'll read, you know, the it's first. more like a reference. Guy. Yeah, now it's a reference. What is this? Oh, my child is acting this way. Mm -hmm. Let me look at this. Why do I have so many narcissistic people around? Well, maybe I need to look at it this way. Why is that? Why do are we, we need to look into that? We're going to get into okay. that <laughs> through the week. But, it, you know, one of the things I want to, I do want to make sure that we give people today is finding ways to get rid of that energy. Mm. Um, I taught Josh at a very young age when he came, this is when he came home from school one day, he's like, I've had a bad day and he's crying and I'm hugging him. Well, guess what? His bad day is transferring. Mm. So we would hug and I'd say, okay, give me your arm, Josh. Have your arm. Pretend you're oh, Josh. Okay. I'm Josh. And I would pull it out and throw it to the ground. My turn. Now you got to take it off. And we would do that to both arms. And then when we come back and hug, mm. I didn't want him to think the hug was bad because we need to hug, but we also need to get rid of this. Wash that stuff off. Get yeah. That stuff you off. see, I do this a lot. Uh huh. Sigh. Shakes. How do you do? Oh, I do a dry bath. Do you dry? Uh huh. I do a dry bath. I do my entire body. Start mm -hmm. with the arms and the head and work myself down. It goes back to making sure that you ground too. Um, we talked about that last week. So literally almost everything that we're going to be talking about over the next eight weeks, and especially this week, last week's show, when we talked about grounding and finding ways to connect, mm -hmm. that it's going to be really important. So today, if you haven't had the opportunity, go outside where you are. If you can take off your shoes, put those feet on the ground, hook up against a tree. I love it. If you ever, like, we are so fortunate where we are because there's Beautiful so many trees. live oaks. Yeah. If you just sit at the uh -huh. base of one with a book, you know, put your hands on the ground. Mm. Put your feet in the water if you're near a lake or an ocean or a river. Allow yourself to just ground. With that being said, you all have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. And we will see you tomorrow. Many blessings. Bye-bye.